You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. We'll go to a lot of places. One week ago from today, we were kind of giving the obit for the Rangers. I had a feeling this thing was on the verge of being done. They took the ice on Saturday for game six. They were completely outplayed. I mean, absolutely dominated from beginning to end. Trailed one nothing the entirety of the game. And then all of a sudden, with like six and a half minutes to go, get this goal from Vetrano, and you jump off your catch like, well, you know what? Why not us? 20 seconds later, that's why. Rangers fall 2-1. And I think a lot of people would agree. Now, if you're an Islanders or Devils fan or don't like hockey, listen, I understand you're on the other side, but I think a lot of people would agree it was a magical ride. It was a magical, magical ride that went on for weeks and weeks and months, really. Right? Great regular season, beating the Penguins, beating the Hurricanes, thinking you're going to beat Tampa. It, it had all the makings. And it, you know what it made me feel? It made me feel, and this is, this is not hyperbole, it's legitimate. It's been a long time since I felt like a sports fan again. Like it's been a long time. The last time one of my teams was legitimate was, has been years. I mean, if you, if you want to go back to 2016 and the Giants when they had that magical year, but then they, they lost to, to the Packers in the playoffs, and that was it. And since then, they've been horrendous. No, realistically, for me, the last time I had a team was the 2015 Mets. That's seven years ago. That's, that's a lot of sports talk. That's a lot of shows. That's a lot of conversation with not a lot of success. You know, I had the first half last year of the Mets, and that got ripped away. I'm not a Yankees fan. I'm not every year, oh, my team is 24 games over 500. Hmm, I'm, I'm disappointed by that. Unless we're 32 games over like you are now, I'm disappointed by that. But the, the Rangers gave you life for the first time in a long time. And I'll tell you what, you switch from the Rangers and the depression that happened in the days following that Although, for the most part, I think you have to be very pleased. It was a sensational season from the Blue Shirts. And now you switch your attention to the Mets and the Yankees. And you know what? You can, you can still have optimism. You can still feel alive. You can still have the moment of, oh, my God, look at my teams. Because people, oh, my God, look at my teams. This team is, right now, the Yankees. I, I mean, the only thing you can compare this team to right now is the 98 Yankees. Now, I don't know that it ends in the same manner. They're 32 games over 500. we We're not at the end of June. 32 games over 500. we We're not at the end of June. And all I have to hear, and listen, I'll, yeah, I, I get tweets all the time. Remember early in the season when you said there was concerns? I do. I'm allowed to be wrong. I was way off on this one. But I don't think I was the only one. I think there were a bunch of people that thought the Yankees didn't do a ton this offseason, had some real concerns, had some holes in the lineup, and that you looked at it and you said, you know what? There's pieces I don't love. But my God. I mean, look at this division right now. You're 11, you're 11 games up on Toronto. You're 13 games up on Tampa. Even if you're a, a Yankees fan and the sky is always falling, you're 32 games above 500. You haven't trailed by more than one run in over a week. You haven't lost a, a home game in weeks. Your run differential is, is 140. You've won eight in a row. You're 9-1 in your last 10. Every single day you trot your starter out there, it's incredible. 
what what more is there to say about this Yankees team than they are, I mean, phenomenal. I don't even know where a concern would lie. And you're like, I don't like Hicks. You don't even really need to see Hicks. Gallo stinks. Okay. Fine. Gallo's not very good. I'm not going to argue that with you. Look at this team. I mean, there there is no better team leader slash player in a big moment than Rizzo. You have the best player in baseball. Yeah, you have the best, I mean, the pitching staff, top to bottom, that, I mean, maybe you've ever seen in the Yankees right now. What they are doing is out of control good. So forget about, you know, but, but, but two things can be true. And that is enjoy the ride. Get excited for what's happening. Look at this American League and say the Yankees are, are, I mean, running away with it. The next closest team is Houston, who's 40 and 24 and a good team with a run differential of plus 59. You're eight games ahead of Houston, who's the second best team in the American League. What the Yankees have done to this point is mind-blowing. But on the flip side, I do understand why you look at the big picture and say, I need a championship. And I've heard a lot of, you know what, get me to the World Series. No, you know what, win the World Series. Now, I don't mean, I don't mean that that detracts from where you are now in the regular season. It shouldn't. And all I heard is, well, you're playing Baltimore, and you're playing Minnesota, and you clean up on them, and you're playing the Angels, and all they do is lose, and you're playing this, and you're playing that, and you play, well, you know what, now you just play Tampa, and you ran through them. And now you play Toronto, and you obliterated them. At what point is it safe to say, this Yankees team is great? This Yankees team is great. But two things can be true. This Yankees team can, in fact, be great. And the expectation for this Yankees team, in my opinion, is World Series. And not getting to the World Series, winning the World Series. And you'll hear, well, the Dodgers are very good. Very good. Well, the Mets are really good. Really good. Well, the Padres, that's a good team. Very good team. But right now, they're not the Yankees. And the only thing that would have me give pause at the moment is you never want to peak too early. And I can't imagine that this isn't the peak. Right? Could you, could you imagine if it, if it gets better? That you're going to get to October and it gets better? So that's the only thing I'll say is you don't want to peak too early, and it feels like you can't get better than you are right now. But Yankees fans, enjoy. Congratulations. What's happening now, I'd say is a once in a lifetime, but it's really not because you've lived this movie before. And when you lived it last time, it was 98, and you walked to a regular season, and you walked to a World Series victory. So they had one moment in 98, I remember. One moment where you're like, oh, my. Is, are they coming back to reality against Cleveland? I think they were down two games to one and didn't lose another game in the series. One at 4-2 and walked to another World Series. So, boy, if you're a Yankees fan, you got to be on cloud nine right now. Like, I, I, don't, I very infrequently have had times in my sporting life as a sports fan where I could watch a game and put my feet up and just be like, my team's going to win. I don't need to stress. I don't need to go nuts. My team is going to win. Like that kind of party. Yeah, that's quite the party. That's what's happening right now with the Yankees. And let's let's flip to the Mets for a moment, shall we? They they are not far off from where the Yankees are. Now, 
they've had more hurdles, although the Yankees have had, right? I mean, Chapman's been down and Loisega's been been down. So the Yankees have had some, and Severino the other day gets put on the COVID list, although I guess he's going to start probably tomorrow, it sounds like. But the Yankees have had some some blips, but they haven't had major injuries. The Mets have had, I mean, the Mets' best starter hasn't pitched in a year. The guy they bring in who almost never gets hurt goes out, although it sounds like uh, we're not far off from Scherzer being back and healthy. McGill now, we learned last night, four weeks. So that's a big hit. I mean, you, you're, you're without your best starter, your second best starter, and what, your fifth best starter? So you're without three-fifths of your starting rotation, but it doesn't matter. You know, and everyone says, oh, God, look, Atlanta, they're, they're right on your heels. Yeah, you know, it was four. Now it's five and a half. I told you not to panic. I, it's different. It's different. It's okay to let yourself go. It's okay to let yourself go with the Mets and the Yankees. And Rick and I had the conversation the other day, and I think it was an accurate conversation. Look at what Lindor was like when he was on Cleveland. Like he was, you looked at his numbers, you looked at what he was, because he's a great defensive player. This is one of the great players in all of baseball. I don't look at Lindor as that player right now. I think he's, he's good, but I think, I'll be honest with you, I think he's underwhelmed since he's been here. I th- I, that's the truth. I think he's underwhelmed since he's been here. But as, as much as you want to beat up on Lindor and the thumbs down and offensively he hasn't been what I thought he would be, and w- wherever you want to go, as we sit here right now, on June 18th, not even halfway through the season, guy has 40, 10 home runs and 49 RBIs. So if he's going to give me 25 and 120, that's a, that's a hell of a season, right? Even if it's 245, 25 and 120 be a hell of a season. And the Mets are five and a half games up and 43 and 23. And Alonzo hits a grand slam last night. The one thing about the Mets, and this is not the Mets' fault, I, I, as a Mets fan, I think you feel the same. I am sick and tired of watching every single game and every game two, three guys get hit. Enough. Enough. And you, and it's funny because SNY, it happens and they typically pan right to Buck Showalter who sits there in this incredible amount of disgust. And you saw one of the most cockamamie. It's a nice word, cockamamie, right? You saw that one of the most cockamamie plays happen last night. So Guillaume's up with runners on first and second. If you saw this, you're like, oh, yes. If you didn't see it, wild. Crushes one to center. Center fielder, I guess, is Dela Cruz, goes back on it. Right? Hits clearly. I'm watching it live. Clearly hits off the wall. Bounces off the wall, off this guy's arm, up into the air. He falls to the ground and catches it off the wall, mind you. They call it an out. Nobody has any idea what's going on, and they turn a triple play. They replay it. They show us the replay at home, and you're like, it it clearly went off the wall. So my thought is, all right, it's going to be second and third. They'll give them a double, second and third, run scores because it was first and second to start this moment. They give them a single and make it bases loaded. Now, end of the day, Mets put up a seven spot in the inning, and it did not matter. But it was, it's, it's wild that we watch the same plays that the umpires see, and they can see it so very differently. But I guess the moral of my story is Rangers made you feel alive. And you thought maybe that feeling was going to go away. But my point to the story is it shouldn't. Because where we are right now with the Mets and the Yankees, 
is really bordering on baseball nirvana for us here in New York. So rather than have, I'm concerned about this, I'm concerned about the postseason, I'm concerned about Gallo, I'm worried about Hicks, I don't know if Scherzer's going to come back, um, what are the Mets going to do for power? Enough. Both teams are great. They have the best two records in all of baseball, and we're sitting here on June 18th. So take a breath, stand up out of your, out of your chair, and you can go to the window and open it and say, New York baseball is back, and New York baseball is phenomenal. 1-800-919-3776. We start with New York baseball. The Yankees, who, I mean, you've almost never seen anything like it. And the Mets, who have the second best record in all of MLB at the moment. The Mets, the Yankees, may, maybe we'll do a little NFL today as we start to wind towards the start of the season. That long, winding road of when is football getting here? Well, football is not too far off. And here would be the question I have for you. Are you enjoying the Mets and Yankees like you should or because you are like I typically am a neurotic freak you just can't let yourself go you're listening to the Dave Rothenberg show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com now this is the time of the show I'm sure there's maybe a handful I mean maybe a handful of people who are like okay doesn't Ty come on now well here's the issue Ty is decided to take the day off. I think it's his son's birthday, so I'll, I'll give him some leeway there. But he says to me yesterday, do you, do you want me at 9.15? No, no, Ty, you're, you're good. I think, I think we, can, we can manage our way um, without you today. Not that we don't miss you, but I'm, I'm fairly confident we can finagle our way through the show without you chiming in. But one man's loss is another man's gain, and that gain goes to one Jake Montgomery, who, I mean, he, he, you're the Lou Gehrig of the show. You don't take a day off for anything. So good morning to Jake Montgomery, who now is going to give us nothing but silence, right? Is that how you're going to roll, Jake? You're going to play shy? You're going to play coy with me? No, good morning, Dave. How are you doing today? I know what happened. You, you didn't know how to turn the mic on. <laughs> no, right? Well, without Ty, I don't know what's going on here. We need Ty. But realistically, it is Ty's son's birthday, who is one of the cutest babies I've ever seen. Stop. I mean, stop. You don't need, we don't need to do this. He is a very cute baby. You have we, to I'm admit sure that. I'm sure he's a cute baby. What do you mean? You've never to, seen we don't him? Need, we don't need for you to pop on and start telling us how great Ty is. Ty will do that when Ty returns. <laughs> that is true. But can we, can we say this? And I don't know if it's because of COVID, but the fact that Ty's son is one years old, where is the time going? I don't know if you saw this photo on Twitter and social media the other day of Jay-Z and Beyonce's daughter. The last time I saw her, she was a baby. Now she looks like she's 30 years old. I don't know if it's COVID time or what's going on. No, life but moves quickly. Life I don't know that, clearly I don't know moves. COVID or not, life moves quickly. By the way, is it one years old or one year old? I guess it would be one year old. Yeah, I think that would be appropriate. Yes, but you but know, I, I, didn't, I didn't bring you on to say good morning to have you start breaking down baby ages, to be honest. Well, I, I did read a, an article about you, my friend, and apparently I didn't know this, that when people are pregnant and in the process of having a baby, they've been yeah. calling into your morning show. Yeah, you haven't, you haven't noticed that that's happening? Yeah, we had a woman call in this, this week. This week, and she was like, hey, I think, I think it was Caitlin. And she's like, I'm on the way to the hospital. She might have been at the hospital, and I'm having contractions. And the baby's due any minute now, but I just wanted to call and say that, that what's happening in Good Morning, we're huge fans of the show. 
That is incredible. That's correct. And yes, we had a an email go out about a an article that came out about you on Barrett Sports Media. So congratulations on that, my friend. You're oh, a well, big star. I don't know about that, but I, I appreciate that. Now, I want to get to the matter at hand, and that is your fancy Yankees. Now, you are so bored with the Yankees. You're loving it. I know you're loving it, but you're so bored that you're coming up with these questions which are inane right now. I saw you on Twitter the other day. Right now, would you trade Aaron Judge for Juan Soto? Well, that that was just a random question. Cause I why would anybody? Why would you do that if you're the Yankees? Because that was a Mets, a friend of mine who's a Mets fan, trying to get in the Yankees fans' head. Because right now, there's no player on the earth better than Aaron Judge. That is correct. So Juan Soto, who's a lot younger, you could argue is when he's right, is one of the best players out there. Would you trade Aaron Judge for Soto right now? He's clearly younger. Overall, he's probably the better player, but Judge right well, now I don't is know on, about that. Right now, Judge is on the, another. The one planet. thing I'll give you. With Judge over Soto is Soto's younger, right? So Soto is younger, so you do get the age. But I don't. I mean, I don't think he's better in any way. And Soto's great, but right now Judge is clearly the better player, clearly. And the and let's be honest now, the Yankees screwed up. Like we, like we can be honest, the Yan- the Yankees screwed up because what was a seven year, two hundred and thirteen and a half million dollar extension is going to turn into a. I don't know, 10-year, $350 million deal. But, Dave, did they screw up? Yeah. Because look what they've gotten out of Aaron Judge because of it. If they paid him— You really believe that? You really I, believe I, I that Aaron Judge is—I mean, Aaron Judge is as, as, as even-keeled a player as I've ever seen. You really think that you're seeing this version of Judge solely because it's a contract year now? I've never seen a player bet on himself and cash in like this, so I don't know. I mean, how much money do you think he's earned himself since the start of this season? I would say a hundred plus million dollars, <laughs> which is a lot of money for even a guy like Aaron Judge. And I don't know right now if I would trade Aaron Judge for anyone in the world. I don't. Th- I don't think you would. No, and I don't think you should. I, I no, absolutely not. I mean, he he is. I, I watched Mike Trout a little bit last night. I'm sorry. Now Judge has a, a better team around him. And that Anthony Rendon, see, you got to spend money wisely. Rendon out for the year, and he has four years left on that deal. So the Angels just spend tons of money, but it's not worthwhile money. Yankees spend money, and, I mean, look at, look at this team right now. Jake, they're 32 games over 500. they They're at the best clip we've, I mean, pretty much ever seen. They're on pace for 120-plus wins. Now, can it last? I don't, I don't know how it's possible that it can last, but all I'm told is, well, wait, Wait until you play. Wait until you play the Angels. The Angels are legit, right? They'll, they'll get you. Angels fell off the face of the earth and they and they stunk. Well, wait, wait until you play uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa, Tampa Bay. That's that's a team that gives you trouble. They'll they'll get you. you. You sweep them away three games. Well, they're not the same Tampa Bay team. All right. Well, you didn't tell me that before the series. Wait until you play Toronto though. That's different. Toronto. That's a different kind of team. Yankees win again. Then I see. Well, it was Ross Stripling. Wait until. Wait until what? Wait, wait until what happens? Wait until we're in October and you have home field and you have your rotation set up. God forbid, if you're anti-Yankees and I'm anti-Yankee, God forbid they strengthen themselves at the deadline. Like, what are they going to add? Andrew Penitendi? Show up left field? You know, I, I can't imagine you need a starter. What, what could you possibly look to add to this team right now? Another arm in the pen? How about that for a question? What, what are you even looking for? What do you need? What makes this team better? I mean, if I said you, you get a starter, you don't need to. For what reason? Herman's going to come back. I don't know if you use him as a starter or a, a middle reliever. Lawazig is going to come back. Chapman's going to come back. 
I mean, the, the only thing that stands in the way of the Yankees is, in fact, the Yankees. That's it. Is, in fact, if you're, if you're dumb enough for some reason, and I don't think they would, to put Chapman. Chapman's the closer. That's what he does. Put him back in that role. You do that? Well, you know what? Now that's foolish. But otherwise, the only thing that stands in the way of the Yankees is the Yankees. Because it's time. It's time to just admit to yourself that we were all wrong. We were all wrong. They did very little. I mean, their big acquisition was Josh Donaldson. They're so good right now. They signed Matt Carpenter, who is done. And now it's like, oh, I can't believe we got the star Matt Carpenter. Only the Yankees. 1-800-919-3776. James in Spring Valley. Good morning, James. You're first up on 9870 ESPN. Dave, man, good morning, man. You know, you like I know you're a Rangers fan, but now we can slip forward to baseball, and I think baseball is going to be rocking in New York. I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan, as you know, so I'm not really much to complain. I'm just going to enjoy the ride. I think a lot of Yankee fans are all pessimistic about October, and rightfully so, but I'm one of those Yankee fans saying this is the best one I've seen since 98. I'm enjoying the ride. This is fun. So I guess the, I guess, I, I guess the thing is not really a question, it's more of a comment is, why can't Yankee fans be like me and just enjoy the ride? And when uh, October because, because comes, they're, they're, then you I'll tell you why, James. Because their DNA says, if we don't win a championship, it's a failure. And that's part of their own creation. But that's what they are. And I, in, in some way, respect it. But I think you can do both. I think you can look at this regular season and say, I'm enjoying this, like you just mentioned, like I never have since 1998, which is, what, almost 25 years ago. And when I get to October, I darn well better win a World Series. So do both. Yeah, my, my mindset, Dave, and I'll make it quick, is just I'm enjoying the ride right now, and then when October comes, the goal is to win the whole thing. Because if they don't win the whole thing, then I'll be extremely disappointed. But right now, you know, just sit back, relax, you know, whatever. I don't know what moves Cashman can make. Maybe add another reliever. Maybe get another left fielder if you if you don't have a feeling about Gallo and Hicks. But this is a great ride, man. And, you know, New York sports and New York baseball is back. Hopefully the football teams can be back. So that's all i got to say. Thanks for taking my call, Dave. You're very welcome. Well, I, I will tell you this. The football teams are not going to be back like this. I, I, I think that both football teams are clearly heading in the right direction, and neither football team will be back like this. All right, if the, if the Jets, and for some reason, everyone's got to jump on board with the Jets are going to have this monster jump. I think the Jets will be a lot better. They're clearly a lot more talented on paper, but I don't know that that translates to a ton of wins. I mean, I don't know that the Jets are going to be a seven-win team. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll surprise us all. I just look at the first nine weeks of the Jets season, and it's daunting. Giants, I, I think they'd see the Giants, maybe even, and this is difficult to, to swallow, might even have to take a step back before they take a step forward. Because the Giants had to let go of some quality talent just to kind of stabilize themselves before they take the step forward, which I think will be this offseason into next year. And the big question with the Giants, and I guess the Jets as well, is what in the world do you have at quarterback? Because so far, Daniel Jones has underwhelmed, but is he underwhelmed because of injury, because of you know just, just poor coaching and poor philosophy? Or is he underwhelmed because he's just not good? And I think we'll, we'll probably get a, a lot of the answers to that this season. So 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let, let's line them up. Let's line them up. And, and he asked the question of why are Yankees fans just not overly optimistic? I, I just think you have this cocky way about you, but when things are not exactly perfect, there's a negativity that runs into the picture as well. 
You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Father's Day weekend, by the way. So listen to what I have this Father's Day weekend. So at the moment, Sherry and Alex are, are on the verge of leaving the house, driving out to Long Island, where he has a lacrosse tournament today. Today is like the preliminary round. Tomorrow is the playoffs. But he's staying on Long Island tonight into tomorrow. And if they do well in the playoff bracket, they get home at 10 o'clock tomorrow night. And I go to bed probably right in that range. So now I, there's a very good chance that I don't see Alex or Sherry on Father's Day. And then, yeah, and then Ben and I will be up in Connecticut for a baseball tournament today and tomorrow. So welcome to the world of youth sports. And it, it divides families, and I probably won't see them. Isn't that sad, Jake? That's extremely sad. And I remember a few weeks ago with Mother's Day, you were going out of your way to not just please Sherry, but please your mother, her mother. So Yeah, these are very stressful days. <laughs> I feel very like stressful. maybe they have something up their sleeves. Maybe they're celebrating. I don't at think a, so. No, you don't think so? I mean, listen, I guess anything is possible, but I, I don't think there's – I think these are tank tops. I don't think there's anything up anybody's sleeves. Well, you love sports, and you love your kids, so it's not a bad way to celebrate Father's Day. No, but I don't, get, I don't, I don't get to sports. see my, my son or my wife on Father's Day. Yeah, that's pretty rough. I mean, so that's going to be sad. Maybe FaceTime? I don't know. Do you know how to use FaceTime? I know you don't know how to use yeah, yeah, Venmo. You know, what, you know what, Jake? You know what, Jake? You're not cute. <laughs> I have to I have to fill in for Ty some way. I got to take some shots you, at you. You're nasty. I mean, you, well, all you do is just you, you hit on when somebody FaceTimes you. I know I'm not a moron. Yeah, with Venmo, all you do is send Venmo, yet every time. I don't have Venmo. But it's not hard to set up. It's not. I, I've had it. I, I, listen, I don't, I don't want it. Uh, here's the thing. I have a wife who could just send the Venmo on her own, and I could just say, do me a favor, Venmo this person this amount of money. Your wife but, is basically your mule is what you're saying. No, she's not my mule. She's a competent, capable, wonderful woman who she, she handles the finances. Why not let her run the Venmo? She's amazing. I mean, you should be so lucky. I mean, you know I've been dating a, uh, a nice Jewish woman. Oh, I know you have. I know, I know you have. I mean, I can't wait. I can't. Would you, you come? T- so you you keep saying you think we're going to get married, although oh, we've have, only been- I have zero zero doubt. <laughs> we've only year. been dating for a little less than a year, but all right. Can I tell you, Sherry and I started dating in November of two thousand and two. You almost got yourself in trouble there. But no, I I, for- I forgot. Yeah. Okay. November of two thousand two, engaged December two thousand three. Wow. I mean, moved, you hear moved moved in to get <laughs> moved in together, September of two thousand three. You gave her no time to make up her mind. You were like, you know what? I no, can't. you know what it is, Jake. Well, yeah. you know, you know. That's fair. And maybe what's obvious to us this Saturday morning is you're not sure, like I am. No, don't don't put that out. Into I'm the eighteen world. plus, brilliantly, happily married years. Now, would you come to my wedding? Well, most likely, yes. When when would it be? What's the hypothetical? I mean, I I don't have the wife yet necessarily, but if you came, would you do like a stump Rothenberg at the wedding? If I, I, asked, I would do if whatever I, asked you to. I would do whatever you wanted. Wow. To okay. I'll if keep you that said, in mind. would you would you sit in the corner and and sit at a table and and run a stump Rothenberg? I would do that. Now, would you send a nice gift? I know some. I've heard that some employees here don't send gifts during weddings. Uh, no, no, no. Some are very late, <laughs> oh. and you can call them out. Rosenberg. Okay. Ro- Rosenberg, uh, 
under and Rosenberg's my guy too. So undergifted my my son at his bar mitzvah, and took months to give RJ his wedding present. But I don't I don't know the amount of that, so I'm not going to critique the amount of that. But yes, under undergifted tremendously. All right. Well, it's good to know that if I do indeed get married to this woman, who again is a beautiful young go. Jewish woman, or I anyone, will. you'll come and do a stump Rothenberg. I, I duly noted, my friend. Yeah. If if you'd like to stump Rothenberg, you'll get to stump Rothenberg. Now, the only the only caveat here is if you are an animal that would get married on some kind of like a football Sunday or something. Uh, I, and then I, I'm I, then I'm not going. I mean, I'm not that. You know, devious. Let's but you look. do realize that the wedding venues are cheaper on on a Sunday or a Friday than they are on a Saturday. You know what? Money's not an issue, Dave. Well, I mean, look at you. I mean, it is an issue, but I would not do that to not just you. I'm not. I wouldn't do that to myself. Money's not an issue. Wow. Must be good to be you, huh? Yeah. You know, this producer life is paying real yeah, well. I mean, my good. I'm sure John and Ryan are hearing that. Like, wait a minute, money's not an issue. It's good to know. I just meant for the love of football. I mean. I'm not doing a Sunday wedding. Serious question, yes. and then we'll get to the calls. If you get married on a football Sunday, mm-hmm. are you a bad person? No, it doesn't make you a bad person. Again, how many people don't care about football? I, football Sundays to me are, I mean, there's only, how many? 16, 17? Well, they're, I mean, now they're every year they Yeah, the every year season. they change it, but, you know. But I, I, I think I'd go as far to say, if you get married on a football Sunday, ethically, I think you have to be questioned. Yeah, especially if you're a diehard football fan. If you're, if you're, and I had a buddy of mine get married on a football Sunday in the morning, started like 11, and... So you missed the whole day. No, I didn't stay at the wedding. (laughs) Are you still friends? No, I haven't spoken to him. (laughs) Oh my God. No. That's Uh, the classic Dave Rothenberg right there. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I, I didn't tell him I was leaving, and that that upset him. But you know what I respect about you, Dave, is that you're not a fraud. Like, oh, God. People hear you on the radio, you're like, is this guy really this crazy? You are. And I mean that in, like, the most sincere, genuine way. Like, you're not a fraud at all. You, you didn't stay at a wedding of your friends to go watch football. You would, are, like, are, miss are your you crazy? kids. Do you know what happens if I'm at a wedding on a football Sunday and they're kicking off games and I'm sitting there like, you know, uh, and, and now to toast the groom, here is Steve. I, I start to I, I hyperventilate. I start to become uneasy. I could pass out. You don't want that. I think the craziest part, Dave, is that the Giants have been so bad. Like what? Matter. I mean, it matters. It's one thing if they were one of the best teams in the league over the last few years and you're like, I can't miss a game. They're just so good. Let's be real, Giants fans, Jets fans. I mean, I'm a Giants fan, which you know, and you're going to say, call me a fraud. Why would I, I call you a fraud? Because I've mentioned this on air, and actually we've had callers agree with me. The Giants and the Jets have been so bad over the last several years that a lot of football fans in New York care a lot more now about their own fantasy teams and individual players than their own teams. Of course, at the beginning of the season, Giants and Jets fans are no, all I don't, excited. I don't think that's a horrible take. I think if the Giants are 1-7 and seven and you're more focused on your fantasy football team, I don't think that's a horrible take. And the thing with the Giants too, Dave, which you know, is over the last several years, every year they start off terribly. So it's not even like oh, they're 2-2 two and two, and then a month in I'm like, all right, we're 2-2. they haven't two. been above 500 in five years. Exactly. In five years. You, you want to know the next time I will miss a Giants game? And when will that be? When I'm dead. 
So there's there's nothing. No way. There's nothing in this no. world that could cause you to miss a Giants game. No. I I'm, I don't know. I'm going to try to think of something. You can think of whatever you want, but there is nothing. I, I am not missing a Giants game. Period. End of sentence. Respect, my friend. Respect. Not happening. Let's get to the calls. Nick in Paramus. Nick, good morning. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, good morning. First time caller. How are you? Good. I appreciate the call. What's up, buddy? Good. Uh, real quick, I couldn't agree more. Um, I just had a uh, my best friend get married back in January. I told him straight up, listen, I'm watching the Raiders game the, the entire time. First time seeing them in the playoffs in 20 years. He completely understood. Did you not? Did you not, did you not go to everybody. the wedding, or you went to the wedding and focused on on the Raiders? Oh, oh no! I, I I was at the wedding. I just sat in the back and watched the entire game from my phone, and my girlfriend was not too happy. But I told her, "Listen, it is what it is." Is she um, still your girlfriend? <laughs> exactly. She wasn't she, she, happy. She's, but st- I was. she's still your anyway. girlfriend. Or you moved on from her. Oh no, she's she's still my girlfriend. Six All and a right, half years going. Good lord, you're good. Very nice. Well, All right, Nick, what go. do you got on the Yankees, buddy? Listen, so I'm, I, my entire life, I've just been like a casual baseball fan. You know, I'll follow a little bit, but nothing too crazy. Um, you know, a ton of my really good friends, they're Mets and Yankees fans. So I uh, follow vicariously through them. But this year, obviously, the team's very good. And as the season has progressed, I've found myself uh, looking up stats, looking up scores of the game. And I'm having fun as a casual fan. Like, I think that this is great. Like, I'm planning to take my nephew to his first game. Uh, against the Astros next Thursday. But then I look at so many of my friends and they're all like and they're all waiting for, you know, the piano to drop. Like for it's, something it's to happen. Amazing, Nick. And it's, it's for your first and, call, and, and Nick. For your first call. Yeah, very and, nice and call, I, and I by the way. I can't understand it. Well, because so. they're babies. And that's the truth. Ni- and nice call. Thank you for it. Uh that that's the truth. Is they're babies. Is that see the Yankees fan has become and, and, and I think there are kind of a few different kinds of Yankees fan, but I think a, a lot of this is true. I think the Yankees fan has become a very spoiled fan where you set your expectations where if we don't win the whole thing, it's a failure. And now you, I mean, they haven't been below 530 years. Jake, how old are you right now? I am 28 last time I checked. So you have not lived in a world where the Yankees have been a, a sub-500 team. The first year that the Yankees didn't make the playoffs, I didn't know what was going on. I thought there was some <laughs> some type of uh, mistake in the system. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Again, I'm not super old, but compared to people that are 10 years younger than me, they've never seen any success. A lot of the success came in my early years. Um, in those. Stop it. Stop it. What? You just said they haven't seen any Success. I mean, World Series. Post-se- okay, so World Series yeah, success. I, yes, again, but you've seen success. If you were born in 2010 and you are 12 years old right now, you have never seen the Yankees be in a World Series. Not win a World Series, yeah. be in a World Series. Yeah, I, I have a, a son who was born in 2011, and he is, as it was, was brought into a world where he has never, and that's good for us. I was about to say, you love that world, don't he you? He loves it, yeah. <laughs> he loves I, it. I have you created such a... He he, it's amazing. He is he is a little version of me. It is wild. Like he is. A, oh, a, I met him at the suite. They he's are a both. Lunatic. They are both little versions of you for sure. Except, he, yeah, one except is getting, Ben is not a little. Version yeah, he's of like taller than everyone at the suite, pretty much. But yeah, you you did a good job, my friend. Thank you. All right, let let's break. We'll come back, get more into the Yankees, and then kind of switch over to the NBA a little bit. One 3776 Yankees met. I mean, can we get a Mets fan to call? If the, if the lead was two, the lines would be flooded with Mets fans. But because the Mets have now righted the ship, it was four. It was panic. The Braves will never lose again. You know what? Thank you to the Cubs. Another big Mets win. And now it's back to five and a half. 
You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. All right, Stump Rothenberg on 9870 ESPN brought to you by Slowman's. So let's see how well prepared you guys are today. No tie. We have Jake and we have Tom right off the bat, guys. I say good morning and I say, where where are we with the standings for the year on Stump Rothenberg? Dave, the fact that you doubted me makes me a little upset, but okay. you are at a whopping 249 and... 47. So you are 202 games over 500. Pretty good, right? like the Yankees at this point, man. No, the the Yankees are like me, is what it is. Are are you ready to roll? I'm ready to rock and roll, my friend. Okay. 1-800-919-3776. Anthony in the mail truck. Anthony, you're the leadoff hitter on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. All right, here we go. Here we go. You're going to start off 0-1. All right, maybe. So who are the only players to hit grand slams in back-to-back games for the New York Yankees? There are three players. I'm going to give you two. I need the last one. Bill Dickey, Babe Ruth, and blank. Hmm. Poor, I think it was Posada did it. Who did you give me? Dickie and who? Dickie and Babe Ruth. I thought Posada did it. My God, he might get me. I, I'm, I, I'm not certain. I'm going to go Posada. Final answer. Final answer. You, uh, you sound so excited. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Oh my! Is Congrats, that right? Man. I yes, remember sir. that. I actually—that's like I remember him doing that. Jake, do you remember that? Absolutely. That was back in 2010. Yeah, I thought so. All right, so there we go. So that's one and zero. Not too bad. You know, it's so funny. He—he he was so. He's like, "Is that your final answer?" And I thought he was saying that because because I was wrong, and then in turn. Well, I think the thing that some people do is they try to hype themselves up, like like I'm gonna get him today. I think it's just a confidence thing, you know. A shooter's gonna shoot, so. Yeah, just got to do shot. what you got to do. All right, this guy's good. This guy's good, and he he might get me. Chris and Beth Page. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Uh, I like I like your rookie call screener, but you know what he reminded me of? What? Of like that substitute teacher that comes in and he tries to show the class that he's serious and strict, and so he he didn't like my question. He was he was going to reject my question. All right. But, uh, he let it through, so you just. <clears throat> Let me know if it's a good question. All right. Um, all right. Three current players, <clears throat> three current baseball players, have won multiple MVPs and were also Rookie of the Year. Who are they? And MVP. Multiple MVPs. Um. 
Rule halls. I know Pedroia did it, but he's obviously not. How many are there? There's three. Obviously all great players. Chris Bry Chris Bryant is not still playing, is he? Uh, I mean, Chris Bryant, I know, has done it. You said active? Yes, active. Multiple, and it has to be multiple MVPs, right? Multiple MVPs and rookie of the year. Mm. I don't think Verlander has multiple MVPs. Um. See, Otani, but I don't think he has multiple. Does he have multiple? No, he doesn't have multiple MVPs. How about Bryce Harper? He's one. Okay. Mike Trout. He's two. And there's one more? Yes, sir. It's got to be pool holes. You got it, Dave. Three for three. Now, just <laughs> That was very stressful. Very was that a good stressful. question? It was a nice question. That's a, that was a lot. That, and thank you for that. All right. We're 2-0. That was a lot. Uh, let's go to Ken in Huntington. Pools was the first one that jumped into my mind. Good morning, Ken. You're on 98.7. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Dave. So both Mets and Yankees hit grand slams last night. Uh, who is the all-time career grand slam leader? Now, it was always Gehrig, but did A-Rod pass him? I think he did. Alex Rodriguez, final answer. You are correct, Dave. Three now. So fast, but it was always Lou Gehrig, and then A-Rod eventually passed him. I think, Jake, you might even know this. Is it 25? It's either 25 or 26, but yeah, I think right. it's 25. Right in that range. So what are we now, 3-0 and today? 3-0 and today. And even with, you know, the multi-part questions, we need to figure out the exact it was supposed, You know, it was supposed to be banned. And then apparently over the last but six I, months. But I'm not even putting that on Tom. Like with Ty as well and myself. No, no, no. Ty is, is the culprit. I don't blame Tom. Tom's done a nice job so far today. So not too bad. All right, let's go to uh, Richard in Manhattan. Good morning, Richard. Hi, Dave. This is a New York sports Father's Day question. Okay? okay, so you got those three ingredients. In 2003, Ernie Acorsi drafted Eli Manning, son yes. of a very famous father, Arthur yes. Manning. But that wasn't the first famous father's son he drafted. Who was his first famous son? Uh, not the son wasn't famous, the father. Who was more famous than Archie, Griffin, uh, Archie Manning? And his son was drafted. I'll give you hints too, because I don't it's, think you'll so. Get it's, it so it's hints. obviously going to be with the Baltimore Colts. That's good. Um. So what? 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 What am I thinking? A famous father? The father and the son. The father's iconic. And in New York City, I'd say maybe in sports, top 
twenty iconic New York sports figure. And the father was drafted by Ernie. Acosta. No, 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 not the, fa- the father. The father's son was drafted. Uh, all right, I don't understand the question. Give me the, the question once more. Let's start from the beginning. Okay, Archie Manning is famous. Archie Manning is famous. Right. But there was even a more famous father whose son was drafted by Ernie Acorsi with the Baltimore when he was with the Baltimore Colts. Uh, I mean, uh, John Elway and Jack Elway? No, I, I, no. I don't. I, I don't really. I mean, Jake, are you understanding this question? I have no idea what is going on. <laughs> he he, dra- he drafted the son who played football. Wasn't a great football player, but he drafted him. But the the son's father was famous, a New York City famous icon. More famous than Archie Manning. More famous than Archie Manning. Much more famous. And in New York, I would put him in the top 20 as iconic New York sports figures. Uh, of all time. Hall of Famer in his sport. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I know the answer You to do this. know, but you're not thinking. Well, yeah, I mean, clearly I've heard of him, but I'm not you're correct. I'm not thinking of who this is. I'll give be. you a hint. A famous, great baseball player. Yankee. And the kid was drafted by Ernie Acorsi in Correct. the 70s. And he played for the Baltimore Colts a few years. Didn't have a great career, but played. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, Yogi Berra's son, Tim Berra, from UMass, uh, yeah. played for the All Baltimore right. Colts. All right. I guess he got me. I, you don't like, like the I got, I got to be honest. I think that was a, a dreadful question, no? That was just like a typical Richard in Manhattan call in Stump Rothenberg. It somehow like found its way. It was like from another show finding its way into Stump Rothenberg. If you listen to our station, you know Richard. He calls in a lot. He has a lot of historical takes, I would say. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed by that question, to be frank. I mean, you're three and one, but realistically, yeah, but that, I don't. I don't I, I'm going to keep it real with you. I still don't know what the question was. He gave the answer. I don't know what the question was. I, I have no it idea. Very, I kind of just black out sometimes when I hear him. It was a very strange question. All right, let, let's go to John in L.A. to try to get things back on track. And 1-800-919-3776. Tom, that's your first strike against you. You got bamboozled by Richard. Go ahead, John in L.A. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Come on, Tom. doing a good job. Good morning, Dave. <laughs> good morning. All righty, man. This is a question. Um... What pitcher has started the most all-star games all time? Has to start the most, right? Yes. I mean, so... Let's see, Whitey Ford. That's got to be a guy that was just for, around forever. Um... Most starts from a pitcher. Hmm. Clemens started a lot. See, Koufax didn't play long enough. Whitey Ford is another Yankee that could be on there. Don Drysdale be on there. Maybe Maddox be on there. I know Clemens has been on a bunch, but has he started the most? Uh, I'm. I don't know. I'm gonna guess. 
I'm between Clemens and Drysdale. And I really, I don't know. Um, I'll go Drysdale, but I don't have a lot of confidence in that. You see, Dave, you need to worry more about John from L.A. than Chris from Backstage, right? But you got it right. Because it is oh, it's right. You know what? You know what's happening? Yes. You know what's happening today, Jake, is they're, they're giving me like their, their opinions and then they're giving me the, the right answer. So yeah, they're, they're and they're also doing the final. They've been good with the final answer because that throws you off every time. Yeah, well, because I always get nervous. Uh, so that's a, that's another win. That's another win. You are now four and one with the one being Richard in Manhattan. So yeah, that's so it's, all, it's almost like four and one with the asterisk next to the one. Right? <laughs> exactly. All right. So one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Are you playing today? Of course, I'm playing. I say we take a couple yes, more calls on we'll the do. other no, side. We'll, we'll, we'll break. Cool. We'll come back. We'll get to more calls. We'll get to you. We'll get to the five pack. Stumper Rothenberg continues with you on this Saturday morning, 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Jake, set the stage. Round one, uh, about halfway over. Where where are we? What's happening? So we are 4-1 and one with four an and one. asterisk, if you want to say, because Richard in Manhattan had a confusing question. So you are 4-1, and one, but the one was a little fagazy. A little, little, little shady. Exactly. So you are doing great. I think Tom is doing a great job with the questions. A lot of baseball questions today, and that kind of makes sense. Yankee fans, Mets fans right. are excited of what's going on. They feel so. away. I exactly. mean, Mets fans are cloud nine. Yankees fans, if there's a higher cloud than that, they, they are living there right now, and they should feel just like that. So let's go to Gene in Woodbridge. Gene, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Gene. Tommy. Uh, I wouldn't take uh, Richard from Manhattan's as a loss. Tommy did an excellent job screening my call. I gave him a couple categories. He was very in-depth. He was high-esque in screening me. Good. It's nice to know. It's a nice compliment for Tom. My question, Rookie of the Year baseball winners. 17 Rookie of the Year winners since its inception have been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Jackie Robinson was obviously the first. He won the award in '47. He was elected into the Hall of Fame in 62. That's 15 years. Dave, my question is, who was the longest person from the time they won the Rookie of the Year to their Hall of Fame election? Oh, this is an interesting question. So, Rookie of the Year to Hall of Fame selection. Correct. They won the Rookie of the Year in year X. They were elected to the Hall of Fame year Y. Jackie Robinson, 15 years. Yeah. Who was the longest? That's a good question. Um, boy. and that's exactly what Tommy said. I bounced some couple off him. He said exactly that. All right. Now, Eddie Murray is not immediate. Carlton Fisk could be the guy. So right now I'm thinking Carlton Fisk. Let me think. Is there anyone else? Oh, for two so far, Dave. Oh, don't give me the answer. Don't, don't help me. Let, let I me didn't. think it through. <laughs> let me, let me think it through. Um, okay. Frank Robinson, but I don't think he's as long. I don't think he's as long. How about Orlando Cepeda? Maybe Cepeda. Don't say anything. I don't want any help. Mays was forever, but I don't think as long as Cepeda. Mm. 
I'd say I'm 51% confident. See, Maze is probably like almost 30 years just because he played for so long, though. But I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Orlando Cepeda, 51% confidence. Dave Rothenberg, your initials are DR, short for doctor. You are the doctor of knowledge, Orlando Cepeda. Rookie of the year in 58, elected in 99, 41 years. You look are that. amazing. Look, looky there. Looky there. What is that now, Jake? Where are we at? That is five and one in brilliance, my friend. Uh, John in Rahway. John, I feel so. I don't know why I feel so good about myself right now. John in Rahway. Good morning, John. Morning, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing great, John. You're up. All right. So I got a Super Bowl question for you. Okay. <laughs> there are two sets of teams that have the same Super Bowl resume. I'm going to explain that. Oh, the boy. first set is the Saints and the Jets. They have both been to one Super Bowl. They both played against the Colts, and they're both 1-0. Who is the other set of teams that has the same thing? Same amount of Super Bowls they've been in, same record, both played the same opponents. So it's got to be same amount of Super Bowl wins. Yes. Same opponents. Yes. And what's the third? Same... um, a number of appearances, same record, and same opponents. Hmm. Hmm. And there's two teams that link up together, is what you're saying. Yes. The Jets and the Saints are the first. They're both 1-0, both against the Colts. And then these two teams, the other two teams in question. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to know this. Let's see, Seattle is... One and one. So they beat Denver. They lost to New England. But that neither of those other teams have anything. Um St. Louis. I mean this could take me forever. Um San Francisco beat San Diego. Uh, I don't. I don't think I know. Uh, the Giants beat Buffalo. Buffalo is there four times. Chicago beat New England. New England, and then Indianapolis. I. I. I don't. Uh, Tampa beat the Raiders and the Chiefs. Did anybody else beat the Raiders and the Chiefs? I I, I don't know. I for lack of time, I'm gonna have to say I don't. Um, Miami. No, three. Times I'll give you a clue if you want. I know you typically don't like the clues. I don't love a clue, but I find this question to be a little confusing for some reason. Uh, not that it's a bad question. Um, all right. Let's say I didn't get it right, but take a little hint. You know, let me let me allow Jake to play. Let me allow Jake to play point on this. Jake, what 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 what's the appropriate thing to do? Well, here's the thing, Dave. If we had hours on hours, I think you would eventually figure it out. But since yeah. this so is so do a, I. So, so do I. <laughs> so I think I think in this case, if the hint is not giving you the answer, I think we should allow a hint just to save time because we are against they, the clock. Okay, so they are both teams that are zero and two in the Super Bowl. Zero and two in the Super Bowl. And I think that was a pretty fair hint. That did not give anything away to us back at the studio. Um. So, you, so you guys don't know it. That is correct. 
we don't know no, we don't I mean, know any of these questions dave like 99 percent <laughs> of the questions you answer we have no idea but continue all right so owen two in super bowl history um all right so let's think so who's owen two in super bowl history um Cincinnati, no, they're Cincinnati's zero and three in Super Bowl history. Um, teams that have lost two Super. I mean, now I gotta have to go through every Super Bowl. It's, this is just like a time thing. Uh, Vikings are zero and four. Dolphins, no, they've won. Washington has won. Cowboys have won. Broncos have won. Rams have obviously won. Eagles have won, sadly. Uh, Bengals are 0-3. Right? They lost to the Niners twice, and then they just lost this year, so it can't be them. The Patriots, no. Um, who else? Uh, Bills have lost four. Chargers. The Chargers just lost a one. Steelers have won. Packers, no. Falcons. Falcons 0-2. They lost to the Broncos. And they lost to the Patriots. So I'm going to say Falcons. And Panthers have lost to the Broncos and the Patriots. Falcons and Panthers. Give the man the ding. Good job, Wow. Woo. Wow is right. And I... As much as I love to see you answer the question in point one second, to see your mind work like that, to go through each team and then know their record in the Super Bowl and who they played, I think that is kind of the genius of this segment. So as much as we don't like <sighs> dragging it out, you are. You're amazing. All right, your question. Let's go now. All right, so mine's pretty simple. It's not complex. I'm going to go with my Yankees. Aaron Judge, who's on fire, MVP, yeah. is just the second player to hit 100 home runs at the current Yankee Stadium. Who was the first? Well, it's obviously a Yankee. Um, and it's obviously a, a somewhat recent Yankee yes. since the stadium is not that old. Um, boy, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know this one. So this is gonna be another one of these. You gotta just think about it. Um. I don't know. You must have seen this on some Yankees game, right? I saw it on Twitter, and I thought it was really interesting. Again, the stadium has been around since 2009. Only two players have a hundred. All right, I'm gonna guess Mark Teixeira. And this is what annoys me about you, Dave. That is correct. Even when you don't know it and you no, just pull no it idea. out of your behind, you somehow no find a way to get it. It is Mark Teixeira. He has a 113. A lot of people might have guessed A-Rod, uh, but he had the suspension. He ended his career kind of early in the, the 2010, so he did not get it. And a lot of people think Stanton will certainly be next. But, yes, only two Yankees, Judge and Teixeira with 100 home runs at the new Yankee Stadium. All right. Uh, so we're sitting here with a good, solid day so far. Tom, you're apparently running point on the five-pack. Have at it. 
All right, so this one is going to be a throwback to an NBA Finals uh, question. So the Warriors just passed the Bulls for the third most championships in NBA yep. history. The last time the Bulls won was in 1998 over the Jazz. So let's do a 1998 Finals edition. Okay. So let's start out with Bulls center Luke Longley. New Mexico. Yes. <laughs> Next up is point guard Ron Harper. The Miami of Ohio. Correct. <laughs> Rattling through this game. All right, their assistant coach Bill Cartwright. Uh, San Francisco. Correct. Now over to the Jazz, Byron Russell. Now this is an interesting one. And Byron Russell is one of my all-time hated players because of what happened with uh, with Michael Jordan. I believe he went to Long Beach State. You are correct again. 4-0 on the five-pack. One last player, Jeff Hornacek. Iowa State. Absolutely. 5-0, perfect. All right, that was a performance, Jake. That was a pretty good job, right? Yeah, except it was so close to perfection. Richard in Manhattan, wherever you are. I hope you feel good about yourself, I hope you're Richard. listening. I hope you, I hope you have a uh, great weekend, Richard. It's like when someone has, a pitcher has a perfect game and someone bunts down the third baseline well, because you know what, Richard? Shift. I'll tell you what Richard is. Richard is, and I don't remember the umpire's name. Remember when Armando Galarraga had that, that perfect game through 26 batters? And they had to play at first base. And the umpire was like, nope, safe. And he was clearly Wasn't out. Wasn't that Joyce? Yep, Jim Joyce. Jim Joyce, yeah. That was clearly, clearly Richard Manhattan today. You are the He is the Jim Joyce of callers. Higashidoka. All right, and that was Stump Rothenberg brought to you by Slowman's. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Slowman shield. Keep your family safe. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Mets started at 4 o'clock, right? Yankees uh, up in Toronto yet again. What time is the uh, Yankees game tonight, Jake? You must know that. Yankees, are, I believe, are 3 1 o'clock. o'clock? Oh, 3 o'clock. I think it's a 1 o'clock game today, but I will check right now. Uh, I thought it was a 3 o'clock. Yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all over the place then. So I think, I think you get the golf in the 3 o'clock range. I think the Mets are 4, and I thought the Yankees were 3, but Jake's going to— um... No, you are correct. It is a 3.07 start today in Toronto. So. so that's nice. So you can be done with your sports by evening and then, you know, go out and, and wine and dine and not and... have to— Go crazy about sports. As much as I love working your show, I'm very excited to be working Gordon Damer's show, which you can catch right here on 98.7 right after you. So at I, noon. I'm and done. then Dan Grossa at 3. And I will be listening to Dan Grossa at 3 as I travel to my home to watch the Yankees play at 3.07. So this you is didn't even know what great... time the Yankees game was. But now I do, and now I'm very excited for it. All right, let me ask you a question, then we'll get to the NBA. Uh, can I ask an? Uh, I need an honest answer from you. And I will give you an honest answer. You, you know, swear I to me, as the day is long, you will just give me an honest answer. <laughs> well, the same way that when the callers say final answer, now I'm nervous. I don't know what's coming up. So. Who do you like better, me or Gordon? I mean, I, I genuinely, I'm going to, you're I know gonna you're say gonna this do. I the, genuinely like both of you guys. I'm not you, asking you two, if you like both of you us. You two, you know, and you, I know why you asked this because I, you know that you two are my two main guys. Who got, do you like better, me or Gordon? And I'm not going to answer that. So you, you knew See? I wasn't going to answer it. So you but regardless, way out. no, it, it really is one of those like you two are my two guys. I can't choose. But you have you. to have a guy. But you two are my two main guys. It doesn't matter. Who, who do you like better, me or Gordon? I love you both. And I'm not gonna no 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 no. What a cop out! Because what what would what would be the result of either thing? If I said if I said to you straight up in themselves in the relationship they have with you, and the other feels a little heartbroken, but you know what? We're big boys. mm -hmm. 
If you if you answer Gordon, that's fine. I mean, I'll know how you feel, but that's okay. I can All right, so with let that. me do this to you, Dave. On your morning show, who do yeah. you like more, RJ or Ray? RJ. Well, I mean, that was a bad one because Ray's such a big cowboy. All right, let me think of another no, one. No, now you answer the question. No, because I asked a bad one. Who do you like more, oh, Michael, fault K, is that? Michael K or Don LaGreca? Uh, Don. All right, well, I didn't expect you to answer like that. Yeah, yeah well, come on. Michael's very mean to me. Don and I have this this deep love of, of the Giants. So well, then I'm, I'm doing a bad job because I'm asking two people. Answer that the question. Who do you like better, you know me or Gordon? Gordon has never yelled at me like that. I'm going Gordon. Fine. Go Gordon. Fine. But I love you a lot, too. No, we'll, we'll never work together t- after today, but that's fine. Go Gordon. All right. Uh, NBA Finals. So, you know, it's, and we discussed this yesterday on our show. It's, so, it's amazing that now everyone wants to – well, is Steph Curry now a top 10 player of all time? Did Steph, Steph Curry was a great player before the finals. He's a great player during the finals. And he's a great player after the finals. Steph Curry is an all-time great. Is he better than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I don't know. I don't know. The, what, the You know what pain, I mean, pains me? What pains me until my last breath is that the Knicks missed out on this guy by one pick. One pick. And the Knicks could have had him. But is he, is he special? And here's the thing. This Warriors team, this to me, is the, the, the least talented of the four teams they had, right? The first team was unbelievable. The second and third championships was, I mean, insanity, right? I mean, with Durant and, I mean, just, just the amount of talent and Curry and Thompson and Iguodala. And, I mean, it was, just, it was insane. And now this team, this is, and it's not meant to be disrespectful. Like, those teams... They were the, the they had home court throughout like they were just un- unbelievable. This team never once during the regular season did I really look and say that that's a team that's going to win the championship. You know, I, I thought Phoenix was better. I never thought this team was going to get there. And in the end, they did. And yet Steph Curry, see, never once did I look at those other teams and say Steph, Cur- Steph Curry is far and away the best player on the team. Right, like far and away the best player on the team. The first championship, maybe he was, but it was close. The second and third, I don't even think he was. This one is not close. But I don't, I don't feel like Clay Thompson is really healthy, and he didn't shoot great in this postseason. Um, Draymond Green is a shell of what he used to be, and then they have Andrew Wiggins, who, yeah, Andrew Wiggins is a very nice second piece. Jordan pulls a very nice player out of absolutely nowhere. And, and they're so well coached. Like Steve Kerr is as good a coach as there is in the NBA right now. I think Spolster and Kerr, probably the best two coaches in the NBA right now. But, yeah, if you're discussing is Steph Curry an all-time great, he's an all-time great. Am I going to sit here and tell you that he's, he's in the top ten? I don't know. I mean, is he Michael Jordan? No. Is he LeBron James? No. Is he Kobe Bryant? I, I don't think so. Is he is he Magic and Bird? Maybe. Is he Russell and 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 Shaq and and Will Kareem? Probably not. Is he better than Tim Duncan? Is he better than Jerry West? I mean, listen, you can you can come up with 50, 50 guys. These are all time greats, and this is the debate that people always have. But I, I don't know. I just think it's he's great. Can we just leave it at that? Steph Curry is an all time great. Do I sit here and tell you that he's unequivocally top ten? I, I don't know. And there's been some unbelievable players in the history of the game. Is he is he better than Dirk Nowitzki? Now, Dirk was a great, great player. 
Is he better than Scottie Pippen? Well, Scottie Pippen was never the guy, but Scottie Pippen was a great player. Is he better than Allen Iverson? Is he better than Dwayne Wade? I mean, these are great players. The NBA has, has been littered with phenomenal players. So to say he's top 10, just, just to be called great, I think is pretty darn impressive, right? To be called one of the all-time greats is a, is a mantle unto its own. Now, now we have to start ranking. I mean, is that what you re you really want to do? You want to start uh, where where does he rank? And then and then of course, and for some reason, like championships are now in it. Like if you've never won a championship, well, now you can't be top ten. So Charles Barkley, he just he just can't be top ten. Well, well, you know what? Tim Duncan won five. And Will Chamberlain didn't win a lot, but Will Chamberlain had to go up against the, maybe the greatest team in the history of the NBA and the Celtics. Is Larry Bird top ten? Is Shaq top ten? Kobe, Magic, Kareem's got to be. LeBron certainly one or two. Michael's one or two. I don't know. I don't know that I would put Steph top 10, but I don't know that we have to have the conversation of is, is Steph top 10. Here's the conversation. Is Steph an all-time great player? Unequivocally, yes. He's got four. What more does he have to accomplish? But you know what? If they would have lost that series, you would add people, oh, Steph, he just can't. He can't do it on his own. He always needs that help. Like, we're always sitting here so desperate to tear guys down. Jason Tatum, he's not what we thought he was going to be. He, 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 he fell apart in the biggest moments. He's 24 years old. I would, I would imagine that the biggest moments of, of Jason Tatum's career may be in the future and not in the present. 1-800-919-3776. Little NBA. You know the draft is next week? And the name that everyone is in love, Jaden Ivey. You're the Knicks. you got to get Jaden Ivey. How are you going to get Jaden Ivey? I heard Woj mentioning it yesterday. You know, the Knicks really would love to move up to four and get Jaden Ivey. How am I moving up to four if I'm the Knicks? I'm trading 11 and what to get Jaden Ivey? What, what do I have to trade? Obi Toppin? Oh, okay. If I can get my point guard, you can have Obi Toppin. But I don't know that the Knicks have enough to get up to four. Would I love it? I'd love it. Because I think we all agree they desperately need a point guard. 